It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host every single day, Zach Blackerby. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we had some technical issues last week. And Apple did this massive update, and it kind of went in waves, and I think we're good now. So if you missed a few of the episodes last week, and we're wondering where they went, or Zach, you weren't every day last week. That is why. We were every day, and it showed up a lot of places, but most of you listen through Apple. I mean, most of the podcast listening audience everywhere listens through Apple. So that was a big hiccup, but I think we're back to normal, thankfully. All right, so we're going to talk a little Auburn basketball to start things off. Uh, we'll talk about some players that got shout-outs at workouts. We had a wild statement by an Auburn beat writer about Sean Shivers, and then we'll wrap up the show Talking with Lindsey Crosby about some Auburn baseball. So Trey Alexander, I got you know we obviously decommitted from Auburn last week, and we were kind of speculating. Justin Ferguson was on that show on a Ferg Friday, and we were kind of speculating. We assumed Desi Sills had a big bit to do with it. Wendell Green coming in, as well as Jasper, and so it was like, okay, was he worried about those guys coming in? And that was kind of the assumption. Well. We got a quote from him. He uh, talked to the Oklahoman, Oklahoman, Oklahoma, yeah. Uh, said, quote, I just felt like most of the stuff Auburn told me in the beginning of recruitment didn't stick. They didn't keep their word, basically. That's the main reason I decided to decommit. So obviously the big question here is, what's he talking about? What's he referring to? What promise or what word was put out there that he doesn't feel like is there anymore. What what kind of agreement was broken? And so naturally you think playing time was brought up, but it's weird. And I think it was the guys at College and Mag that pointed this out. But there are more guys on scholarship, more guards on scholarship when he committed than there are now. There were four then, and now there's three, not counting him. And so, like, that doesn't really make sense. Obviously, the guys that are now here, the three that are, 
are significantly more talented or no, I shouldn't even say talented. I should say more experienced. And so you can definitely see a clearer path to playing time with guys like Wendell Green and Jasper, but I think you could make the argument that Trey Alexander had a better path to playing time than uh, than a guy like Jasper. Maybe. That may not be true. I don't know. And maybe he kind of got some more... Um, he, maybe he got a glimpse to more of it than, than we did. Uh, that still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I, I don't believe that Bruce would promise him to not take transfer guards, right? It's like, yeah, they'll promise me they would only take two transfer guards, not three. So I, I just, I, I'm out. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense either. So I don't know if I would really buy that. It's like, what's the promise that they broke? Like, I don't think the promise would be to, like, guarantee him to start or anything because Powell was on the roster then, and, you know, he was he was kind of um, at the heart of all of Auburn basketball fans at the time. So I, I don't know. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but I just don't think it makes sense. I can't think of a promise that makes sense. If you guys can think of something, hit me up. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. All right, the other thing that kind of drew a lot of chatter on Auburn Twitter over the weekend, and let me preface this, I am a huge fan of Brian Stoltz. He and I have interacted only digitally through Twitter and text, I believe, a few times. He's been scheduled to come on the show, and I think it fell through in the past. It was probably on my end. I've heard nothing but great. So, like, this is not, and and he kind of circles back to it, but this was a big conversation among Auburn fans over the weekend. We're in peak off-season mode, so we're going to talk about this. So, um... Stoltz does a great job at the Auburn Wire with USA Today with their Auburn coverage. He wrote a depth chart article, and I think he had a lot of good insight on the the depth chart, and we'll talk about my biggest takeaway from that in just a moment. But in the running back segment, here's what the original edition of the article said. Bixby showed why he is one of the top returning backs in the nation, while Shivers remains scared of contact. The entire season might depend on the legs of Bixby. So obviously Auburn Twitter got wind of this and I think the beat writers kind of found it first because I think I think the beat writers right now are kind of peeking at each other's depth chart articles. That's kind of my suspicion and I don't blame them. That is their job and you know I, I read all of them as well. So uh, but I think they saw that and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about this so-and-so article that... You know, a, a beat writer said that Sean Shivers was afraid of contact and there were different creative ways that they were taking digs at him, which it took me a while to figure out what article it was. And I'm like, it's a, it's in a depth chart article? That doesn't make sense. But it was, and, and and I found it. But I wish they would have linked it or tagged him more, but that's okay. That's okay. So I checked on this Sunday afternoon. I don't know when it was updated. And I found the story a few hours after it had been up and it hadn't been updated, but It was updated on Sunday, and uh, this is in what he changed it to. Bixby showed why he is one of the top returning running backs in the nation, while Shivers remains anything but scared of contact. The entire Auburn season might depend on the legs of Bixby. An earlier typo had it say Shivers remains scared of contact. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It definitely drew up some conversations, and I think it was nice to see at any time Something comes up where we're able to see the Shivers versus uh, McKinney hit in the Iron Bowl. Anytime there's an excuse for that to be brought up, 
I am 100% okay with it. 1,000% okay with it. I mean, what a moment, what an image, fantastic stuff. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it was, um, it was interesting. And like the sentence doesn't really make sense then. Bigsby showed why he's the top returning running back in the nation. Compliment. While Shivers remains anything but scared of contact, also a, com- a compliment. Then the entire Auburn season might depend on the legs of Bigsby. It's like, then why'd you compliment Shivers? So I don't know if that sentence really makes sense when you correct it that way, but that's all right. That's all right. Once again, a uh, big fan of Stoltz. And so one thing that he says in his depth chart story is he has D. Davis as a number two quarterback over Grant Loy. And I know a lot of Auburn fans have said that. I haven't seen too many beat writers pull the trigger and say, okay, Davis is number two. Because based on reps and rotation and opportunity and snap count, I don't think we've seen that at all. Could you make the argument that D. Davis has significantly more upside than Grant Loy? Yes, absolutely. But based on the the timeshare of who's getting reps in practice and who's getting reps, you know, in the A Day scrimmage, like I think that's a big thing. Unless they get like play early and they only play like three or four snaps and that's it. Like that's really the only exception. Like, I mean, Grant Lloyd played significantly more than Davis. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. I don't know if I necessarily buy that quite yet, but I think I think we're trending in that direction because because Grant Lloyd looks so bad. He looks so bad, but that's all right. Hey, today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the best, quickest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. I don't think there's any kind of debate about that. So uh, with all this draft coverage coming up throughout the Locked On Podcast Network, you have all the information you need to totally just rock and nail these prop bets coming up on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the NFL Draft. Highly encourage you to check all that out and go to betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus. It's easy. Just use promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, moving on. Other things that I want to talk about. We've been doing this on most Mondays. Sometimes I forget the Ironman of the week. This week's very interesting. Because I kind of have a feeling is at the end of spring, they've kind of given a nod to all of the starters and these fringe guys. And I think they wanted to give a nod to some of these dudes that are probably killing it. And they're probably really valuable from a locker room standpoint and a teammate standpoint that they wanted to give them a nod. So on offense, it was Kalen Newton, the quarterback, former quarterback turned wide receiver. Uh, haven't talked uh, about him in a while just because we've kind of been enamored with all these other wide receivers. But I like that Kalen Newton got the nod for Offensive Ironman of the Week. Awesome shout out. The other guy, Devin Geis. I don't know if I've said his name all spring. I don't know. I haven't talked about him a lot, but could be a key player on special teams. I don't really see it being anything more than that. But I've heard good things about Geis. So props to him for that. I just think... Um, 
I think that's kind of his role in 2021. But speaking of Kayla Newton, so I, I went on the drive uh, with Bill Cameron, but Bill was out on Friday, so it was just me and Dan Peck chatting it up. And we were talking about D. Davis and the quarterback situation, and Dan asked me a question that I thought was interesting about if he's not the number two guy and he's buried on the depth chart, could we possibly see a package formed for D. Davis this season? And I told Dan, I'm like, I think that's an exciting idea. I think there's a lot of upside potentially a few years from now as far as you getting them experience. But my big thing with Wildcat stuff is, you know, Bo Nix is pretty nimble and he's pretty athletic. We saw that on Saturday. We saw it this first two uh, years as a starter, you know, for, for Auburn. So I don't know if I really want to take my mobile quarterback off the field to put another guy in. And I think D. Davis is going to be a little bit more electric with his feet. Um, so I get that, but then I think there's less of a threat for him passing. And so I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but it is fun to talk about, you know, okay, who's going to be, if there is a wildcat quarterback role, who is it? (laughs) Who is that guy? And I think Kayla Newton would make the short list for that, right? I mean, you've got to go with your starting running back always tank. I don't think it'd be Shivers, but it'd be fun to see him back there. But I think Tank would get the nod in the running back room to be on that list. I think D. Davis would be the backup quarterback that makes that list. And then outside of that, I think you look at, you know, guys that played quarterback in high school. And so like Kobe Hudson, I know he's such a natural wide receiver, but obviously he played high school quarterback. That's that's why we labeled him as such. But I think Kayla Newton would be fun too. He played at the college level. He was very effective at Howard. And so I think that's kind of your shortlist. Those four or five guys right there. Just a fun conversation to have, I think. Um, but I don't really know. I don't really know if D. Davis gets on the field that much as far as relevant snaps. I think if that happened, I think it's because something bad happened to Bo Nix, and we don't want that to happen at all. So just kind of something, uh, a little thought exercise that I thought was um, was kind of fun. And let me know, who would you like to see as a Wildcat quarterback for the Tigers in 2021? If Bo Nix is taken off the field or they move him to wide receiver, who would you want taking the snap? Maybe have a few package plays uh, drawn up for him. I think it's a fun conversation. <clears throat> like I said, we're in the offseason, baby. We're in the offseason. So, All right, coming up, our conversation with Lindsey Crosby. He will recap this weekend for Auburn baseball. What a year. What a year it's been. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Built Bar is a big partner throughout the network, and they are also the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. They uh, they call it the new and improved Built Bar. I think it's just kind of it is what it is. All these bars covered 100% in chocolate. It's a protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. And they uh, that's their motto, that's their slogan, and boy, do they nail it. And all these Built Bars are are healthy. It's amazing that they're good for you, but like you can look at the label, and you actually can pronounce all the ingredients. It's crazy. It's awesome. Like the, uh, the flavor profile for peanut butter. You get uh, 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. And here's the thing. Like, it tastes delicious. It's actually good. And that's fun. 
That's a very, very fun thing to have. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. That's at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com to get 15% off your order. That's at, once again, BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. It's that time of the week. Every Monday we are joined by Lindsey Crosby to talk a little Auburn baseball. We've done basketball. We've done football. I think it makes sense even more so than normal to round out everything happening over the course of the weekend in the three uh, the three major sports. So, Lindsay, uh, I guess same story, different weekend for the Auburn Tigers on the diamond. Yeah, you know, we went into each of these games' final innings with a chance to win and uh, pulled out <laughs> one of them. It's something where if you had told me, hey, we're going to play a top 15 team and we're going to have leads in the final inning, you'd feel good about it. And to win one of the three, I mean, it's the same story every single time. Yeah, I mean, we play top 15 teams every weekend and we are either tied or have the lead in like the last three innings of every game, it seems like. It's just, it's it's the same story, just a different weekend and it just happens to be against Florida. I mean, that's, that's the difference. Yeah, I mean... You know, and it, it's it's a different guy just about every time it feels like. Uh, game one on Friday night, Jack Owen pitches an absolute gem. Seven innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. He goes 110 pitches, and he hands it over. And then Trace Bright in the ninth inning, um, you know, gives up a, a one-out triple and a single to right, and there we go. We send the uh, top of the lineup to the plate in the home half and just can't quite get it across, and we lose four to two. Uh, game three, similar situation. You know, hold we're, on, hold we're on, just, late. I think uh, I think an important thing, if we're just going chronological here, as far as conversations throughout the Auburn fan base and message boards and and in our Discord, the big story Friday was who didn't come in, right? I mean, that's the biggest story. Yeah, I um. Because Cody Greenhill did not come in to pitch late in game one. And, you know, part of the conversation behind moving Greenhill to the bullpen was, was he stretched out. He's ha- he has experience closing, obviously. You can bring him in before the ninth. You can bring him in in the eighth. You can probably bring him in in the seventh. And he can give you two and a third, two and two thirds, whatever you need to, uh, to, to close the game out. And we never saw him. And... We got some audio. Uh, shout out to Henry Patton, friend of the program, for giving us some audio from post game today. Butch said that Cody wasn't available on Friday, and we don't know the story behind that. Uh, but after watching him pitch in Game Three, when he finally did get into the series, he didn't look like the same pitcher. I'm wondering if he had a minor injury, maybe during warmups on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And so, and we did see him later in the weekend. I'll let you kind of go through game by game, and we'll get there eventually. But all right, so that's Friday. Uh, let's, let's let's look at Saturday. Yeah, game uh, game two, we win this game 10-8, to eight, and, you know, 
while I'm watching this game this morning, it didn't feel at any point in time like Auburn was winning this game, but we actually right. did it. It was a nice little combo effort. Richard Fitz um, struggled a little bit, two and a third innings, only three hits but four runs. It's because he allowed a couple walks in there. Uh, Carson Skipper came in, one and two-thirds, two hits, two runs, same thing. And then Joseph Gonzalez came in and really just kind of showed us why the staff has been so high on him for what he's going to do in next year's rotation. Came out and gave us two and two-thirds innings, threw about 40-something pitches. You know, probably wasn't planning on throwing that much today, but really just showed his power, uh, showed his ability to, to keep the ball on the ground so that our defense can work behind him as good as they are and shut it down. And we, we come out of there with the win, thanks to a, a nice little strikeout from Will Morrison in the final batter of the ninth. Sure. All right. And then uh, then game three, Auburn had a chance to take it. And, uh, in fact, I was falling for the first few innings, and, and we were, were winning. And so uh, kind of fill me in and everybody else in with, uh, with what happened. Yeah, so so – Game three, given the doubleheader, obviously we're trying to avoid right. using some of the same guys. Peyton Glavin starts the game, uh, goes through three scoreless, and we've kind of seen this with Peyton Glavin before. You get him in there, you know, he's kind of cruising through, and when he hits the order the second time is where he starts to struggle. Gives up three runs in the fourth, leaves without actually recording an out in the fourth. Uh, and it, you know, it just ends up, Everybody's waiting for Cody Greenhill to come in and kind of shut things down late. He comes in in the ninth, and you can tell he's not the Cody Greenhill we expect. Yeah. Um, faces five five batters, gives up four hits, two runs, gets a strikeout, but just doesn't have the command, doesn't really have the velocity. Um, ends up coming out of the game. Carson Swilling comes in and finishes it up, but we, you know, and then the offense just couldn't get in there and, and get enough runs. We scored one, but we needed three to tie it up. And and it all comes back to the bullpen. We've just seen this bullpen struggle like this late in games all season. And this, this week was a microcosm of it. We had the talent to be beating a top 15 team in all three games late, and we won one of them. Yeah, and I mean, and the fact that Greenhill, I mean, really the um, one of, if not the brightest spots on this whole roster of this whole season now it's like, of course, of course, Green Hill's now hurt. I mean, that is, that's exactly what we've seen essentially, you know, with any sort of uh, form of happiness with Auburn baseball this year. It's like, nope, can't have that this year. So, this I mean, is if, Auburn if, baseball, we can't have nice things. Yeah, I mean, at least this year. I mean, we were on a good run there, but at least this year, it definitely seems that way. So. I mean, I, I know we don't know how long Green Hill's out for, or at least will be limited for, but the fact that it's any amount of time at all, you got to think it's going to go into next uh, next weekend to some extent, regardless of what happens. And it's just like, I, I mean, we don't have a chance to do much of anything at this point. Yeah, we'll be in Athens next weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, to take the team we had this weekend and then say, oh, also, you're not going to have the really the only pitcher you've been able to consistently count on all season. Uh, you're not going to have him available or he might be limited. Or uh, This definitely does not bode well for having to face a rival like we are in Georgia. I uh, don't feel great about it, Zach. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, uh, all right, you want to talk big picture stuff? You want to talk about stuff coming up? I mean, do you want to talk about something other than Auburn baseball? I, I, <laughs> I hate that the only time you come on is we talk about sad things. I'll let you talk about A-Day last week. People like that. So, <laughs> anything that's kind of been on your mind from an Auburn standpoint? 
So the thing that I did want to, the one last note, I'm going to end on a high note with Auburn baseball. Uh, I was really, really heartened by how well Gonzalez pitched in Good. game two. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've talked about it on the show before, but I think that in a normal year, Joseph Gonzalez is your Tuesday starter. He's going out there and he's throwing 80, 90 pitches. He's getting, he's learning what it's like to pitch in the SEC. And then you come in next year and he's your Friday or Saturday guy. And he's got the repeatable, consistent motion. He's got the power. He just needs to develop the game plan a little bit. And I really feel good about his potential next year. I really think that, if he has a good offseason, he can be a he can be your Friday guy. Yeah. And I knowing that that guy's already on the roster and being able to identify him now, I think is a good thing. The question is gonna be who's gonna coach him. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not gonna be Tim Hudson. Right. But it, it will be Butch Thompson. I just want to make sure people don't take that the wrong way. We both believe and strongly encourage Hopper to keep Butch Thompson as their their head coach. But other pieces are gonna be interesting. And and I've seen people calling out Gabe Gross, and I'm like, this is the best offensive team we've seen under Butch. At least that I can remember. Am I off on that? No, no. You are offensively. This team is doing just about everything they need to do. I don't understand why Gabe Gross can't teach anybody to bunt. If Auburn could could execute a bunt, that would be nice. But yeah. that's really if you're at the point of criticizing the team's ability to bunt, you're really searching for something. Yeah. Um, I mean, and even in times where they've needed to get runs, they've been able to. I mean, they've been able to storm back into games late. It's just they can't they can't close it out defensively, and that's that's the bullpen thing. So I've been really pleased with Gabe Gross as far as, you know, the offensive. It's it's the pitching. And still, like, I know people want to blame somebody, but I don't care how good of a coach you are, and this is me defending Tim Hudson to a, to a certain extent here, but I don't care how good of a position coach you are. I don't care what sport it is. If all of your guys are hurt all the time, you can only do so much. And I mean, even with, you know, the, the news of Greenhill, it's like, okay, with Jack going, you know, I mean, we all thought so much of him. We thought Richard Fitz was going to be a first round pick. And it's like, these guys get hurt. And then when they finally come back and are, you know, we assume they're healthy and they may, they're probably not even a hundred percent. They're just good enough to play, but there's still like the point of, of of coaching and getting through a season is like you're supposed to get better as a unit every single week. And you can't do that when people aren't playing or when people aren't able to participate in practice. And so it's like when they're missing time, the first several weeks of conference play, all these teams that you're pitching against, they're getting better every week and you haven't been able to because you're not out there. So I, I just want to say that before everyone's like, fire Tim Hudson. Like, l- l- let's kind of take this into, you know, Let's get let's get proper perspective here. I mean, the hand that he's been dealt is very very unfortunate. But but if you're those people and if Auburn feels like they need a scapegoat, it's probably going to be him. Yeah, and when I make the comments that Tim Hudson's probably gone, it's not necessarily that I think he deserves to go. It's that I think exactly what you said. Auburn's yeah. going to want a scapegoat. Auburn's going to look for changes to be made because unlike a lot of other teams who have a poor record you can almost single-handedly pinpoint the part of the team which this is if it was something where we weren't hitting and we weren't pitching our defense wasn't great it'd be different but being able to single-handedly pinpoint it's the bullpen and the pitching has been the problem i think is going to is, is why people are calling for tim hudson without having full access to the program i can't tell you whether or not uh it's entirely his fault like you said i do think a lot of it is injuries yeah um 
you're probably you probably have a better case to to fire somebody in the athletic training staff than you do necessarily Tim Hudson, but they've got to um, figure I'm, out the problem that every year Butch has pitchers get hurt. I say it every week when we talk, Lindsay. They've got to figure that out. And like I don't think it's a Butch Thompson thing. It may be. I I just I refuse to believe it's the worst luck in the world. I just I refuse it, it happens every year. I just refuse to believe that that's why. Yeah, and we have a contact that can that can has a little bit of access in the program. And I want to kind of take some time in the offseason and dig into some of the video of the pitchers. I think that it, some of it may be mechanical tweaks I don't that know. are, I don't hopefully know, not, you know, not helping the players, not quite sure what it is, but it's, it, it's almost at the point now where you can't call it fluky because it happens every year, every and, single time. It, it hasn't been this bad. It hasn't yeah. been this bad before, but every single year it's one or two key guys and a lot of times it's not even pitching injury related stuff though. It's like like was was it was it Fitz or Owen that like busted his hand up because he like was rearing back and he happened to hit like an electrical outlet or something. Like that's not it a pitching Owen, injury. Yeah. That's just stupid. Like it just happens. So I, I Yeah, it's just it, it's been very Maybe, frustrating. What if Plainsman Park is built on top of an Indian burial mound? Is that I, plausible? I feel like we've had too much success. I feel like we've had too much success for it to be cursed. What if just the bullpen is? Hmm. Would make a lot more sense though, right? Hmm. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, hmm. we have folks at Auburn that have the ground penetrating radar. Let's go check it out just to be, just to be safe. I mean, you're asking questions that need to be asked. Um, I don't have the answers for you. We do hard hitting journalism here at Locked On Auburn. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? I am at Auburn Banker on all the socials and the Discord, and then with you Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, on New Stock WA9. Yes, yes, my co-host on Auburn Opelika this morning. That is Lindsey Crosby joining us. All right, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.